Here we go, you guys, and welcome back to yet again another episode of The Motivation Magnet. Today is Thursday, December 17th, and I'm not kidding when I say I have filmed this intro or whatever you want to call it 10 times just now. I can't even speak today. I have no idea what I'm saying, when I'm saying it, or how I'm supposed to say it. So I'm slurring my words, don't know why, but I'll figure it out. Today, we have on an absolutely awesome guest, uh, a really good friend of mine. Uh, an honor and privilege to know this guy. He does it all. Okay. When I say he does it all, literally getting from Apple Orchards to massive, massive tech startup companies. So this guy's legit. He's the real deal. And I'm super, super, super excited for you guys to hear what he has to say. Okay. Are you guys ready? You guys sure you're ready? I don't know. I'm telling you, this guy's the man. Okay. So let's get into it. Matt Wallach. Let's go. Here we go, you guys. Today we welcome on a very special guest, a good friend of mine. I've known him, what, now eight, nine years. Matt Wallach, he does everything under the sun from apple orchards to taking over the tech industry. It's crazy. But here he is, Matt Wallach. Matt, how are you? Good, man. And it, it is almost been a full decade that we've known each other, which is crazy. But thank long you for time, having me. Long time, a long time. I'm super excited to be here. Oh, thanks, man. This is going to be tons of fun. Like I said, best interview of your life. But go ahead and start off with what's your story? How did you get to where you are? What have you done? All that good stuff. That's, dude, my story, you know, it starts with my family. Um, I am a third generation social worker. Okay. So my grandpa uh, was a social worker. My parents are social workers. My cousins are social workers. My brothers are social workers. Um, and dude, and that's really led me to where I, I am today. Um, I, my family runs the largest foster care and adoption agency in the state of Michigan, um, which led me to create apple orchards. Like you said, we were, <laughs> we were in Detroit, we're still in Detroit. Um, and you know, and we wanted to be a part of the solution. We wanted to be a part of that rebirth of Detroit. So we decided that, Hey, we're going to create the first apple orchards ever in the city of Detroit. Right. I mean, everywhere else you go in Michigan, you get apples. Right. So we decided to bring them to Detroit, um, and make our neighborhood a little bit of a better place. Um, but, and then from there, like you said, I, I do tech, um, I am building human centered applications with Salesforce, which is one of the greatest companies in the world. If you guys don't know about it, they're taking over the world as we know it. Um, But, you know, Salesforce has a a huge give back. Um, Their their company culture is called Ohana, right? It's the the Hawaiian word for family, right? And and what do I do? What do I care about? Family, children, um, and foster care and adoption. And so um, to be honest with you, Michigan's technology for the children is not where it should have been. and it wasn't helping children. It was actually hurting them. And so I took it upon myself, just like I thought I would take it upon myself to help Detroit, that we could help a lot more children um, than just the kids that were coming through our agency. So we partnered with Salesforce and we built a whole new uh, technology for foster care and adoption. And then since then, we've moved into community mental health, behavioral health, um, and now we're getting into court systems and everything else so that we can truly start to understand um, and use technology to help children, right? And what do we do to help children? Make forever families. Woo! Right, so that's make sure awesome. that kids I love are getting that. adopted. Yeah. So that's my story, man. It's all built on social work. It's all built on family and it's all built on giving back to people. That's awesome. So walk me through how you got into the technology side of things though. Like from getting from social work to be like, you know what I see? Like, was it just the technology was just so bad and socially that you're like, I need to revamp this and I need to just take it head on and go for it. 
That's a great question. You know, I, I'm fortunate enough to be the youngest person sitting at every table right. and the tables that I'm sitting at are the table with the governor, right? Tables with senators. Um, Have table- you done that? I've done all of these things. Yeah. What? Yeah, That's sick. Sure. So, you know, I, I am, I'm a person since I was your age, since the age of 21, where I was in the room and I was allowed to speak. I was allowed to ask questions, right? I was allowed to be a CEO. I was allowed to be a 50 year old person, right? A 40 year old person talking right. to these people. Um, and that allowed me to feel like I could really impact things. Right. And, and it was like, I saw, dude, the technology, man, it was on the servers, right. It was built in the nineties. It's stuff that we, when we went to college, right. You wouldn't have ever seen that. Right. When right. you were in high school, you had better technology and that's what right. they were used to. And to me, it was nothing more than this, Alex is if I'm going to be the leader of social work and foster care in Michigan in 20 years, So when I'm 40, so this was 10 years ago, (laughs) how am I going to support people like you? And how am I going to support people that are in elementary school right now? They need the best technology, right? They need cloud technology. They need something that when they come out of college, they go, I know how to use this. Hell yeah. Heck yes. I can can help more kids. You can swear. I like it. Okay. (laughs) Hell yes. I can help more kids, right? Like I don't have a computer in a phone tied to a desk. I've got an iPad right. that has artificial intelligence in it. So right. that was it, man. I just felt like being the youngest person at the table, I knew something more about technology than other people did. And I knew what the next generation was expecting. And I wanted to be the person to give it to them. That's awesome. So you, how did you get to like, I'm just so interested. How did you get from there to, I mean, E-Noble is turning into a big company, right? Yeah. Yeah. So we have, um, you know, we have contracts and in, in we're supporting people across the state or excuse me, across the nation. Right. Um, one of our systems actually uh, supports seven states uh, foster to adopt. And now we're going to be moving into some larger actual state systems as well. So basically this is how it happened, man. Um, Michigan had spent $260 million on a software system that didn't work. Okay. And that was directly affecting our family's foster care business and wasn't allowing us to do the, do the appropriate business that we needed to. So I literally just came in and said, let's build our own system internally and let's do it on Salesforce. And we then did that in five months. That's awesome. I love that. You're like, fuck it. Let's just do let's it. Let's do like- it. And, and it took the state seven years and $250 million. And it took us five months and far less than that under a million dollars to build our system. Right. And so it was at that point that Salesforce recognized us and asked me to come and speak out at their national conference, uh, their global conference. And I launched a company. I literally just said, you know, this is going to be the platform where we take the use case and we say, let's give it to everybody else. Um, And Salesforce said, yeah, man, we would love for you to do that. We would love for you to be a part of it. And little did I know that my presentation was going to be standing room only. And little did I know that um, the biggest consulting firms as well as Salesforce had sent their top people to come and hear what I had to say. 
Um, and, and I didn't know that, right? I just knew that I was solving a problem for children in Michigan. It happened to be that I was solving a problem for the, the nation and, you know, and if not other nations as well. So, I mean, dude, that's, that's it, dude. I just wanted to solve a problem. And because I did it the right way, people recognize that and, you know, and they supported it. And, and to this day, those people that showed up at that presentation in 2017 are the people that I'm working with today in 2020 and are my partners throughout this nation. That's awesome. So how are you going to be in different States then? Yeah. So right now, you know, we we're in Michigan, but then as well, we are in Colorado, North Dakota, South Dakota, Nevada, Utah, um, and I'm, and I'm forgetting the other ones, but there, you know, we're, we're spreading all over the nation right now. Um, we're hopefully going to be in California coming up in a, in a little be a bit big one. as well. Um, but you know, that's all our child welfare work. And right now we're right. also, like I said, moving into community mental health, right. And behavioral right. health. So adult services. Um, and then as well, the court systems. So we're, we're looking to expand, but the goal is that, you know, when a person enters into human services, right? For whatever reason it is, um, from the entry point, from when they meet the court, from when they go back to the community or when they're receiving services, that we have a full understanding of what happens to that person. Because right now, Alex, we could take in a child and have 10,000 pages of documents to go through right? and understand all in different formats, all in different, you know, things, something important happened on this date, but you don't see it in the file. And that can hurt a child, right? It can hurt a family if you don't know everything about them. So our goal is truly to give the therapists, to give the social workers, the caseworkers an understanding about these people, right? And making sure that they're helping them to the best that they can be. So that's what it's, it's just, it's been a crazy uh, path for sure. That's absolutely awesome though. I just to hear that, I mean, you just had an idea, and I tell people this all the time, like sometimes you just got to say, fuck it, I'm going to do it, right? Like yeah. I've got this idea, I'm going to put it into place. And the only way you can ever do those things is just saying, I'm going to do it, right? Take that leap of faith and go. It, it, dude, I'll tell you what, it's having the support though around you as well. Right, 100% agree. believe in you, right? Yeah. Like, you can't do it on your own. You have right. to ask for help. And that's right. also, you have to know your strengths. You have to know your weaknesses. And as soon as you know your weakness, you go find the smartest, the best person that you can get a hold of. And you right. say, help me for right. free, please. And then when they say, yeah, I'll help you for this much, you, you know, you got to be ready for that. But it is, you have to have your friends, your families and your colleagues, people you've met in school, everyone that you have come across in life. Those are people you need to count on as you're making big decisions and yeah. you know, starting companies like this. Dude, that's awesome. I just to hear that, that it's incredible. So walk me through though, uh, core orchards, just talk to me a little bit more about the first ever app orchard in the city. Of Detroit. Yeah. You know, another, another cool little story, yeah. is, uh, as we all know, Detroit, uh, is not what it was today, right back 10 years ago in 2010, during the recession, it was very, very bad in Detroit. Yeah. Um, a lot of businesses shut down. A lot of people left the city. And, and I think we all as Michiganders and Detroiters weren't really sure what the future was. Right. Um, and, and for us in, in our family's business, that meant, you know, do we keep our shelter, right? Our, our emergency shelter for children in our, in our community center, in our group home, do we keep operating that at a loss and, you know, in fundraising to make up for that? Um, 
where do we cut our losses? And it was my mom uh, and the board that said, you know, we started our company in Detroit 30 years ago. We're not leaving Detroit. We're not going to be a part of the problem. We're going to be a part of the solution. And Matt, go figure it out. <laughs> and I said, okay, great. Go figure it out. What can we do? Right. And really the goal was how do we bring people to our neighborhood and create new economy um, and transform the land, right. That in a way that we could. Um, and I will tell you because everybody loves cherries in Michigan, right. We're the biggest cherry producer. Woo, woo. Yep. Um, I thought, man, like people go all around the world to go see cherry blossoms, right. They go to Japan, they go to New York, like what if we planted thousands and thousands of cherry trees in Detroit and people like drove around the old Detroit neighborhoods for the cherry blossoms. And I was like, man, like that would be a reason for people to come. Right. Right. You know, and cherry festival, yada, yada. And so, you know, relying on people, I was connected to the largest cherry grower in Michigan, Isaiah Wunsch. And Wunsch was like, dude, do not grow cherries. They're the most volatile plant in Michigan. And, you know, and you know that many times in Michigan, when we get a frost, we'll lose the entire cherry crop and it's terrible. And he's like, go with apples, buddy. And he's like, I've always thought about putting an apple orchard in Detroit. Like apple trees are the best. I'll get you honey crisp. Like, let's go for it. And so to us, you know, the name is core orchards, right? And most people core of the apple, what do you do with it? throw it away. away. You forget about it. You don't care. It's the trash. Well, we see the core of the apple as the new life, right? That's where the seeds are. And what you can do is you can plant that core, right? And that's the new seeds of life. That's the new growth. And we put this orchard in the middle of our neighborhood at the core of the neighborhood. And it's literally where new growth is allowed to happen, right? And me and you know, people drive across the state, right? No matter where you are in the Midwest, right? You're driving to Apple Orchard, you're driving to Cider Mills. So why not drive to Detroit? Right. Right. Why not come to a neighborhood that you would have another, otherwise not gone to? Or how about this? If you're a Detroiter, the closest Apple Orchard for you is 30 miles away. I didn't know that. I didn't that's know not that. accessible, right? No, it's, no, that's I mean, a hike. Like, it's for, for a Detroiter who maybe has transportation issues right right? or maybe you're a dps school right i mean when i was in elementary school we went to the apple orchard right we learned about all this stuff why should we deprive those children the same opportunity that the rest of michigan has sitting in their own backyard and so that was it man we thought new people could come to the city new people would come to the city we would transform vacant blighted land and we would have an apple orchard and people <laughs> like that, man. That's so, just awesome. Yeah. I love it. I love it. So that was it, man. That was it. And we, we were fortunate enough where we applied for a bunch of grant funding. Um, and we did a bunch of really successful um, online fundraisers. And, you know, we ended up bringing in like $750,000 to get the orchard started. Sorry. And so we have wow. two orchards now. We have one in Detroit. And then when we have one up in Saginaw, um, they're all Honeycrisp trees. Um, and you know, and we're producing thousands and thousands of pounds of apples right now. So it's really cool. And it's really exciting. I love that. That's so cool. I'm definitely, how did it go though? Um, during like quarantine this fall, like how did, what happened? That's a, it was difficult, man, yeah. uh, because we rely on volunteers, right. right. To, and, and an apple orchard is something that you have to take care of, right. Like any other plant. 
you got to trim the trees, you got to pick the apples. We actually have to tie them to a, a trellis system. So it's more like a vineyard when you look at our apple orchard. Okay. They're all tied to wires, the branches. Um, so they grow out like this, not like this. Okay. Um, and so you have to, you have to tie the branches, you have to tie them to bamboo, you have to do all of this stuff. So it became difficult. Um, we relied on really our internal staff and our orchard manager's family uh, to come up and do things. Um, but what, you know, what was really interesting about it all is we were able to get it done and it ended up becoming really a break and a reprieve for people, right? right. Because you can socially distance up in an apple orchard. You can get outside. Yeah. You can get outside. So, um, you know, it really became a nice, a nice getaway for people during the time. That's awesome. I love that. I love that. So next couple of questions, how did you end up staying motivated throughout all this, right? Like it was tough going into shutdown, you know, you're starting this company that's going nationwide, you know, it's hard to see people, everything's online. What did you do? How'd you stay motivated? Dude, I was lucky. I've been working from home because I that do helps. so much <laughs> all the time. Right. Yep. Um, so for me, it was really kind of, it was getting my schedule down pat, right. And, and really having that consistency within a schedule because yeah, dude, I like everybody, I would go to meetings. I would, uh, you know, go to lunches and things of that nature and right. had a lot of post, uh, work uh, social events from being on nonprofit boards to, to bowling, you know, right. and working out and all that. So it was really, for me, it was creating a, a schedule that I could repeat, that I could maintain. Um, and that allowed me to have balance in life. So working out, you know, doing yoga, eating right, uh, drinking right as well. hundred percent agree. You know, hanging out with the dogs. Um, but it, it was really, it's about, it's about having that schedule in place and, and staying balanced for me at this point. That's awesome. I love that. Yeah. I mean, I know so many people, like I struggle with it of just like, especially in the beginning of all of it, when everything was like really closed, like you didn't yeah. know what to do. You were just like, I think you go like four days, five days, not even going outside. Cause you had nothing to do. Like the time just went. That's for sure. Yeah. The, the first dude, the beginning was not easy. It was a vacation no. for everyone. It was <laughs> a vacation for me. That's when I got myself in check. <laughs> yeah, no, I totally agree. Okay. Last final questions. Two more. One, what kind of music do you listen to? So we have a bunch of people that come on here. Uh, I just had Taylor Swift's first manager, uh, Rick Barker. He was on. And I love hearing about what type of music people listen to. You know, I think it just helps, you know, take you to a different place, you know, helps you work out, helps you do all these other things. So what do you listen to? What have you been jamming to? I, I listen to hip hop. Okay. Um, I'm always, always listening to hip hop. Um, right now, I think DaBaby is at the top of everybody's hip hop playlist. Yep. Um, uh, but beyond that, man, I'm um, always, I think like most Detroiters, a big Eminem fan. Yep. Um, and, but yeah, man, when I'm working out, when I'm doing anything, when I'm walking, um, I've always got hip hop on. Always got hip hop. See, like I, I can either fluctuate between like hip hop or all of a sudden if I'm gonna work out like some sad stuff too. I don't know. Every once in a while, it's just like, Hey, dude, I, do, I can do talk radio if I'm working right. out with the right thing, you know? Right. Just, I totally agree. I totally agree. All right. Last question for you. If you had one piece of advice that you had to give out to the people listening, what would that be? Live your life. You're already living it, man. If you're not happy living your life, dude, you need to, you need, excuse me, dude, or man, <laughs> um, you need to change something. And the only person that can do that is you. Um, I am happy with every part of my life, you know, as much as I believe most people can be happy. Um, you know, I have difficult times in my, every part of my day. Um, I, I have anxiety. I yep. have 
you know, everything that a normal person goes through, but I'm happy. Um, and I find things to be happy about. And that's all I can ask of you. And if things are not making you happy, you need to evaluate those things in your life and you need to make a determination of what you're going to do to make yourself happy. Um, and, and for that matter, you can't rely on other people to make you happy. Um, especially during a pandemic, yep. right? <laughs> especially if you're by yourself, right. or, you know, you can't see people. You, you have to have that self-worth. You have to love yourself and you just got to be happy. Right. I talk about that a lot. You got to have some self-love time. You got to do what's right for you. Whether that's going to get a massage, doing yoga or taking a walk. Like you got to do like, take some time for yourself. I say a lot, you can't pour from an empty pitcher. So right. trying to help out other people, like every once in a while, you got to just take a second and breathe and relax and be like, all right, I'm going to work on myself for today. Exactly. It's so. okay. We're, it's okay to do love yourself. And right. Be, you know, I know. I totally yourself. agree. Also use your vacation hours, people. Use your, <laughs> your boss wants you to use your vacation hours because right. then you're a happy person. Right. And you're gonna be a happier person to be around and work with. So you guys, self-care, self-love, be happy. It's important. I love that. Now I got to ask you one more question now that you said that. Yes, sir. I just had a paper. It was like a question about if you had unlimited vacation days, would you like rather have unlimited vacation days or would you rather have like a set, you know, like 10 days of vacation? Because if you had the opportunity to have unlimited vacation days, would you use them? Like coming from a CEO's perspective, what would that look like for you? I took APL, so all-purpose leave time, for the first time um, in my career over Thanksgiving. Okay. Um, I believe that you should vacation whenever the heck you want, whenever the hell you want. Right. I believe that there should be a balance in your life. I right. When I go on vacation, whether I'm in Greece, whether I'm skiing in Montana, whether I'm hanging out down at the beach, you know, in North Carolina, I'm working. Meaning right. I'm connected to my phone, man. I'm, I'm answering my emails. I'm available for people. I then go and enjoy my day just like I would if I were at my house in Michigan. Right. Right. I'm living a balanced, happy life where I can do whatever I want, whenever I want. Mind you, I have a very, you know, mobile cloud right, right, company yep. at this point. Right. But to me, it shouldn't, every day should be a vacation, right? Every day you should be happy living your life. If you change the setting of your day, dude, that's awesome. I hope it's a better setting than it was the day before. Right. <laughs> but, you know, you got to take care of your responsibilities. And, and I do believe in today's world, you, you can't shut off like right. you could, right? You're always connected to your phone. Your Apple Watch is on you. Like everything's on you. I told so you, you got to learn to balance. That's all you right. can do, dude. You can learn to balance. And that's, dude, and, and I will say this, and I, I know we're almost done, but I know so many people now that are in their 20s and early 30s that are traveling to a different place every month right now, or picked up and got an apartment in Austin or out in Cali or in New York or wherever they wanted to because they're work from home. Right. And they didn't want to be in Michigan anymore. Right. And they said, like, this is now the time. Right. So, why not? You know, it's a right. new world. I totally agree. My dad said it too. He's like, take advantage of the situation. Like if you have a bunch of free time or you don't have to go to the office, like do what you got to do. Like find some ways to have some fun, you know, relax, like yeah. take advantage of the situation. Matt, this was awesome. Like I said, I can't believe it's pleasure. been 10 years, dude. This yes, is crazy. Dude, dude it's We're a pleasure. To get together soon when this is done. Yeah, dude. And thank you so much for having me, man. And I Absolutely. hope you have a wonderful, wonderful rest of your day, my friend. You too. You're the man. Appreciate Thanks, it. Thanks, man. 
Huge shout out to Matt for coming on the show. Uh, I absolutely loved how he said, you got to ask for help when you need it. Right. You know, he, he said it. He was like, I'm going to find my strengths, you know, and my weaknesses. And when I have those weaknesses, I'm going to go find the smartest person in the room and the best person on this topic. And I'm going to grab them and I'm going to say, I need your help. And I think that's true. You know, it's not the easiest thing to ask for people's help. I think it's, you know, it's hard to admit when you're wrong and like admit that you don't know what to do on this topic or whatever and say, Hey, I need some help. Whether that be with school or work, like it's hard going up to a boss and being like, shit, you know, I know you asked me to do this, but I don't really know how to do it. You know, so being able to ask those questions and asking for help when you need to is key. So again, uh, huge thanks to Matt for coming on the show. Uh, Tons and tons and tons of fun. All right, let's do some five daily reminders. Then we'll hop into what's coming on with the show. Uh, What are we going to do? The Instagram page, all that good stuff. And then song of the day song of the day but let's do the five day reminders real quick number one you are amazing i know you guys like i feel like you might get tired of hearing these five daily reminders but i'm telling you write them down put them on your door when you wake up in the morning and you see them know these things i mean just thinking back to them you know especially during you know the winter months when it's cold and dark and all that stuff just knowing these five day reminders that you are amazing number two you can't achieve anything you want. Just like Matt did, right? He had an idea. He took it, ran with it, and look at how well he's doing, you know? You got, you can achieve whatever you want as long as you put your mind to it. Positivity is a choice. Make the right choice. I, Matt had to have listened to these shows and just knew all these five points because I swear he hit on all of them. Number three. <laughs> did I say number three? Yeah, I said three. Yeah, four. But positivity is the right choice, so make it. Four. Your limitations are only in your imagination. Don't set limitations on yourself. Do not set them. You can do whatever you want, whenever you want. Make it big. Make your dreams big. Go big. Go for the gold. Go for the moon. You guys got this. Number five, don't settle, period. Self-worth, self-confidence, self-love. It's all stuff that we got to work on, you know, especially during these months and until we're almost done with Corona or whatever, you know, we're going to, we're not going to settle. We're going to have that self-confidence. We're going to have that self-love and we're going to keep getting better and bigger and stronger and all that good stuff. Okay. You guys are really are awesome. Like, I hope you know that you guys should know it, live it, love it, learn it. Okay. Now what's going on with the show? Uh, I have some awesome, awesome guests planned for you guys coming up in the near future. Um, next week is Christmas. So we're going to take that week off and I'll upload twice the following week. I'm going to try and upload twice. That's my goal. And, uh, but next week we're going to take that week off. Uh, let's do the song of the day real quick. What do you guys think? Song of the day is, let me scroll. Let me scroll. I'm going to scroll through my massive, massive Spotify. What do you guys listen to? I think that's a big question. Like Spotify or Apple music? Do people still use Amazon Music? I only use Amazon Music for uh, Garth Brooks to have. But Song of the Day, I think I've made this Song of the Day before, but I'm going to do it again. Needed somebody, Willie Shaw. He's been on the show. Absolutely fantastic guy. If you guys haven't heard this song, it's a number one must-be on your workout playlist. So give that a listen. That's my Song of the Day. And that's the end of the show, you guys. That's it. We're done. Done till after Christmas. Uh, hop in right in there uh, when we're done between New Year's and Christmas. And then 
we're going to the moon, you guys. We're getting bigger. We're getting better. Like I said, shout out to all you guys listening in Guam, uh, Peru. I saw somebody's in Germany now listening. Uh, my boys and girls in Canada. That's crazy to me. Big spike in Canada. I love Canadians. So, you know, we're getting bigger. We're getting better. Uh, I hope you guys have the most wonderful, wonderful holiday season and a Merry Christmas. You guys deserve all the love, all the joy. So take take the day off. You know, don't go to the gym. If you want to go to the gym, go to the gym. If you don't feel like going to the gym, don't go to the gym. You know, you want to sit at home, open up presents, all that good stuff in your pajamas and not shower and whatever. Hell yeah, do it. Do what makes you happy this holiday season, okay? So enjoy it. Don't start a diet until after. You know, if that piece of pie or that piece of cake or you want that, like, 18th piece of ham, whatever, go for it. You deserve it, okay? You guys are seriously amazing. I love you all. And like I said before, if you guys ever want somebody to talk to or to reach out or, you know, just somebody to vent to, I'm an open book. You know, come on in. I'll share you my stories. You share me your stories. And we'll just get through all this together, okay? You guys are absolutely amazing. Thanks for listening.
Waking up in the morning, two hoes laying next to me. Plus, I heard an officer arresting me. Good weed and cold drinks, that's the motherfucking recipe. Nigga, and we roll deep, deep, so deep, deep. It's going down in this bitch. Concrete, we gon' party all night. No sleep, tell the owner, them is all my guys. So tonight, everything is on me. The drinks is on me. The bitches, the hotel, the weed is all free. Get high, I mean, so high, we don't see the whole suite. Then fly to a level where you gon' need your own key. Everything is on me. The drinks is on me. The bitches, the hotel, the weed is all free. Get high, I mean, so high, we don't see the whole suite. Then fly to a level where you gon' need your own key. T-G-O-D. No jobbing, no sleeping, live it up like it's the weekend When the DJ play the right song, gon' drink, gon' party all night long No jobbing, no sleeping, live it up like it's the weekend When the DJ play the right song, gon' drink, gon' party all night long Oh